right, everyone. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Publisher Lab. I am Tyler Bishop and alongside me, as always, is John Cole. Hello, Tyler. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How about you? Good, thank you. I always think, uh, when we start off like that, I always think, I always say that. I always say, uh, like, how are you? And then I, I think that's, um, having lived in the States for about three, three and a half years, it's almost an automatic thing. Is it? How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? You know, and yeah. when I've, I've moved back to London, I'm kind of uh, a little bit stumped sometimes because the openers are different. Uh, yeah, cheerio. Yeah. <laughs> Cheerios goodbye. <laughs> but it's, uh, anyway, I, I, I'm very well. I've, I've, I've been having a good day and uh, looking forward to our, our chat today. What yeah. we well, top of the morning or top of the afternoon to you. And um, I think today we, we, we're kind of discussing what, what types of subjects we wanted to get into a little bit. And I think uh, we, we kind of started just going down multiple rabbit holes and we said, hey, look, we just got to start this thing up and kind of have these conversations on air. Um, you know, one of the things we were just talking about a little bit was like kind of um, uh, the month of February was kind of a weird month in 2017. So if you're listening to this now and you're like, hey, it's April now, this isn't relevant. It probably is because one of the things we're going to be talking about is something that's been kind of, that's been kind of been accused of being something that's been occurring over the last couple of years. And, you know, uh, well, well, John, we were talking about Google really and some of the changes they've they've made to organic search and some of the ways that kind of um, they've evolved uh, over the last couple of years and the way that publishers in general kind of think they're being affected by that. Uh, the first is, uh, I guess, kind of ad rates, right? We've seen, I, we, we both noticed a lot of chatter here recently on the subject of ad rates. And I, I think some of it maybe is, is coming from a genuine place, but maybe not a place of facts and data. Yeah, facts and data are a little bit thin on the ground. I mean, we, we've done our best with this by pushing out the uh, ad, ad earnings index, you know, the revenue index that we pushed out. Uh, which reveals to everybody the you know the relationship together as an index, not as an amount, not as a as a price, but as an index over time how it changes. But when people talk, it is a little bit of smoke and mirrors, isn't it? Especially when you go into Quora and places like that, people are asking, "Is anybody else seeing this?" And then other people, and you have that confirmation bias because you're looking for your answer that you want to hear, which is, "Yes, things have changed." And uh, it reminds me of that "Who moved my cheese?" You know, kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and. It, it is not the the rate of change at the moment is pretty phenomenal. Um, we are seeing a lot of the new ad dollars, um, and I don't know if people picked up on this. Uh, with Procter and Gamble came out and said very recently, um, "Hey, look, we've got to try and get on top of this opaque ad system. Um, we we don't want to engage in buying media where we don't know it's going to where it's going to go." And um, I think the ad agencies are going down the route of safety, which is, hey, let's buy from let's buy from Google properties and let's buy from Facebook. And so the bigger independents, um, newspapers and stuff like that, they've been they feel like they're being left out in the cold um, because, you know, what, why, you know, why buy the Guardian um, ad inventory when you can get the same users on Facebook? Now, this is where things are going to change. And I think this is going to be a good year for publishers um, because I, I think that when you shake out, when and any period of disruption is, is uncomfortable, but when you shake out um, all of the hangers on and the intermediaries, which I think is happening this year, 
new value will be revealed and you'll see then ad rates going uh, back up. Uh, whether or not ad rates have really gone down uh, in the last three years, I think um, if people are comparing how many visitors uh, they had coming from desktop three years ago and how many visitors they have coming from mobile three years ago, I think there's your answer. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things we've talked about a little bit that's, um, that's been a factor in all of this is I think a lot of people, you know, we were talking about before this, you know, there was a specific thread that was really popular where we were seeing lots of people saying, hey, my ad rates seem to be down in February compared to November. What's the deal? And obviously that's a function of seasonality largely. For those that don't know, you can go to adrevenueindex.zoic.com or just search ad revenue index. And you can see how ad rates kind of fluctuate uh, from a seasonal standpoint, uh, month over month and that sort of thing. But um, aside from that, you know, there was a lot of people saying, well, ad rates in general have been in decline. And we've heard this from, from large publishers before where they say, well, you know how ad rates have been. They've been declining. It changes or updated yourself uh, in the last, um, you know, couple of years or even month to month, you know, there's a good chance that you could be falling behind. Hmm. Yeah, you, you, cut, you cut out just a little bit there. I, I think I got most of it. But it, um, if you look at the way media has been sold over the last few years and how, it, and how that's changed, you would have that um, situation where, you know, guys on an inside sales team would be selling their homepage takeovers and they would be able to sell them, you know, sell them out, particularly during holiday seasons and so on. Um, and now, um, such as the the change or the shift in the ad dollars um, that you have um, you have a change in the way that things are being sold um, and bought so programmatic effectively is beginning to eat direct ad sales and that is skewing things towards um, those properties that are, are better at programmatic um, it doesn't tend to affect um, the sites that we work with um, so much but I think that they're uh, I think that we will hit a bottom in direct ad sales and programmatic will, will begin to actually help. But um, it's going to be, it, it's going to be tough. I mean, I can see it happening. Um, it's, it's interesting. I have a, a, ver a really good friend that's in, uh, he's an advertising executive for a, a firm that does a lot of buying and selling advertising and for different companies. And they do over 50 million in uh, ad buys a month. And he was talking about how significantly the amount of direct deals that they do is dropped. And he talks about it being just really a function of efficiency and um, talking about how, you know, if you're going to spend the, you know, 90% of your ad dollars with Facebook and Google and some of these other major ad networks, you know, to do a direct deal with, you know, uh, newsite.com, you know, just made up made up news site or whatever it's such an inefficient use of of your time uh when ultimately if you can just optimize your dollars that are spent in all these other areas um you're most you're more likely to hit your goals or your, uh your kpis or whatever so even aside from it being a market trend um i think you're seeing a lot more of um with the with the with the ability to target and all the different things that the duopoly is providing now um, there's just so much value in targeting audiences there and so much you can optimize that the direct deals kind of become like a second or third um, objective in everything that you do. And so it's just not that the high priority that it once was. So if you're so it's a bad time to be a direct ad salesman, unfortunately, uh, but it's a really good time if you're a publisher or you're in the programmatic business. 
yes, definitely. Um, things are things are trucking along at, at a pace now, and of course, as mobile goes up and up, um, it, it is the number one screen now. So, uh, in terms of the number of page views, that is uh, that is good for programmatic sales. Um, Interesting too is I was doing I did a blog post on um, on ad rates just in general, kind of as a response to a lot of this kind of chatter that's been going on. And one of the interesting things is uh, there's a graph on the blog post that I shared, and it shows the desktop ad rate or the, the amount of spending that that um, has occurred for programmatic on desktop over the last four years, I think it is. And it's it's only going up to 2015, maybe. 20, it may, maybe it's 2016. But it shows that desktop, it's incremental. It's very small, but it almost looks flat compared to mobile, which is, it's very steep. It's 45 degrees going up, you know, and there's their, their graphs stacked on top of each other. And you can see if you have been very well optimized, you know, your, your ad configuration or your site is very well tailored to desktop users and that sort of thing. Um, you know, you've likely seen probably everything stay the same, you know, potentially maybe things declined a little bit, but you've been missing out on potentially a lot of the growth in mobile if it's just kind of like I've got a mobile site and I'm assuming everything is working the same on there as it is on desktop. Um, we learn over and over again that's just not the case for just different users, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And user behavior is changing as well. So when you're an advertiser, you're putting money into a budget to get a result. Um, the attribution models that sort of track your results are getting better. Um, so that means that the wastage is going down and the, you know, the fraud or whatever, you know, the, the, the stuff that gets kind of, that used to get lost in discrepancies, that's getting ironed out as well. I think overall the ecosystem is just getting more and more efficient. Um, it may seem unfair to some people who are used to the old way of doing things, but in the same way that newspaper ad salesmen, you know, used to sell their ads, you know, a full page in a national newspaper used to be $10,000. Like just no way that you get that anymore. It's not, it's not going to happen. Um, these things are changing, right? Same thing. I, I'm expecting the same thing with TV. Um, yeah, it's been a popular subject right now, programmatic television. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, uh, you know, trying to do all this stuff manually, uh, very, very, very hard to do. Let the computers do it. Um, and for, you know, us as publishers, we want to embrace this because it will, it takes the load off. You don't have to wrangle 15 different ad relationships anymore. Just let them all compete. And as long as you get paid, then it's all good. Yeah. And I think one of the other things that was weird about this month, you know, aside from just the ad rates in general, and we talk about how things are changing and things like that is, uh, you know, Google, we talk, I, I kind of let you in on uh, kind of a secret that's kind of like spreading around, you know, at SEO circles is people keep talking about Google algorithm updates uh, as it relates to search um, as if they, they operate the way they did back in 2012 where Google launches some big update that like basically disrupts the internet and the way that sites work. Um, I think we all have a pretty, the general guidelines that Google has around what they, how they rank sites. So just looking for quality websites, right? So if you have good time on site bounce rate, uh, content that's relevant to a subject that users like, um, your your site is going to do well. You don't have to worry about being being hammered by some you know new Google and uh, you know obviously your mobile you know mobile ready site speeds good, all those types of things. But most of those things should be taken care of. So you shouldn't be majorly affected by any quote unquote algorithm update. The other thing is Google doesn't really launch their algorithm updates 
as like this big drop anymore. I think there's this perception that that's kind of how it operates, but they've talked about this before kind of in code terms and it's becoming more and more relevant for people that monitor this. Google kind of rolls their updates out like 5%, 10% at a time. They go slow so that people don't see these massive spikes one so that they can control, you know, if they, if they launch something and it goes live, it doesn't completely ruin the platform. Um, and then B, so that people don't necessarily monitor every small update that they make and kind of hone in on exactly what they change, right? They don't want people to really figure out the algorithm. Nevertheless, you know, they've made some changes uh, since the new year. I think January through February, a lot of people have seen uh, site changes and things like that. Being able to draw a circle on Google's definitely made some changes. Um, they've, been, they've announced information about the interstitial penalty, right? The mobile pop-up, uh, if you come from search and there's immediately a pop-up that covers the content, uh, you're being penalized for that. Um, so that's one thing that's affecting things. And they, they're they continually trying to do things that affect quality. Um, uh, they're really focusing in on right now, like um, tricky links or uh, uh, what's the word they, disguising, a sneaky mobile redirects is what they said is, so the natural news was banned, and that was a big story this week. And uh, they they're working to be reindexed, or they've been reindexed at this point. But Google, in a rare case, because natural news was claiming it was because they were Trump supporters, right? That's why they got banned. Google actually came out and said, "No, it's uh, webmaster guidelines. We're cracking down on these sneaky mobile redirects, right?" So there's links or something that they're paying more and more attention to the architecture of their site. This is something they've talked about a lot. So. People can, so my point in this is people want to blame Google, right, John? They want to blame Google for changes that they, you know, hits that they've taken or things like that. But the truth is, is most, if you have a good quality site, there probably hasn't been anything that's majorly affecting you. And if you are seeing yourself being affected, it's, it's a good time to go back and revisit the basics, I think. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny because people always blame Google if they've gone down. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go up, right? That's a great point. I never thought about that, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's it. And and of course, for everybody who's um, who has taken a hit with a, a Google rollout, there will be people on the other side who've gone up. And uh, happily, I I see many more of the sites that are on the way up rather than the ones that are on the way down. Um, and they tend to be the sort of people who are willing um, to change and em embrace. Uh, embrace change. Um, when you're producing good good content, um, keep doing more of that. Don't. Uh, I I think the people who've been around a while, like like you, you and I have seen a lot of these updates. Um, you get you get the feeling. You just get a sort of that patience thing clicks in in the back of your head that says, um, "Oh yeah, okay, I know what this is. We're just going to wait this one out." Yeah. And then you just put it, you just fire it. And there are other people who will just, they will go in it and go over and over and over it. And that, actually what you have to do is you have to wait your six weeks, wait for yourself, your site to get indexed um, and, and duke it out. I mean, uh, tell me a little bit more about that uh, natural health uh, banning. I did read a little bit about it. I've got to say, I, did, I just scanned the article. So Natural News is a site that, um, uh, that I, I would just say that they're, they're, they're controversial content, right? So in, in the realm of they publish things that, um, you know, people of a certain political persuasion are more likely to dislike or dislike, right? So that being said, originally when they were taking out of search results, it was noticed immediately 
And the first thought was like, oh my gosh, this is fake, quote unquote, fake news. Google is policing the internet. Um, and so they, they immediately came out and called for a ban on Google. They started a petition and they said, you know, it's because we, we've supported Trump in the election. And that's the reason why we've been banned here. Um, and Google quickly came out and said, no, uh, that's not the case. This is a case of uh, a violation of webmaster guidelines. If, uh, if, you know, if someone's experiencing this, they, they didn't even come out and directly say it's this particular site, but he said, if somebody's experiencing this, surely they have warnings or notifications in their search console, uh, which is a way everybody should be checking that by the way, your search console, uh, and they should be able to go check that. And if they solve the problems, they will be re-indexed. They can submit a case and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, they denied that they had any warnings in search console. Um, and then Google kind of tweeted out. Um, ominously, just one line of the webmaster guidelines, and it was around the sneaky mobile redirects. And they said, we've been cracking down on these. And so people, smart people read between the lines and said, hey, this must be what it is. And then Natural News uh, was, um, I guess, it looked like yesterday they'd been re-indexed or they were told they were going to be re-indexed from the case. And then Google actually came out and addressed it specifically and said, this is why they were de-indexed. They've been re-indexed. And, you know, we're, this is something we're focusing on more specifically now is the architecture of your site. If, um, if there's things about the way that your site is organized, the navigation, the way that links build together, uh, the way the, the technical structure of your site, if there's things that aren't sound, this, these things might be affecting you more now, now than they ever have before. Um, and so that's, that's one of those things where there is still a role for quote unquote technical, I wouldn't even say SEO people, I would say because I don't like the word SEO. I don't like SEO, quote unquote, professionals. I think it's kind of seedy. But I do think there is a world for webmasters, right? A good webmaster that can make sure that the architecture of your site is sound. Because I've always said that this is not directly something that can affect how your site indexes in search, although I, I've always thought that it played a role. Um, but it, it's a good best practice for having a sound site. Again, you want to just have a quality website. You know what I mean? And the more complex and convoluted it is and the sneaky you try to be, whether on purpose or on accident, the more likely you're going to get bit at some point. Yeah. You can't fool the big G. Uh, they will <laughs> hold you out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, it, it, it feeds back in as well to an, an email conversation that you and I have had, uh, well, that I was having earlier today with a, a student site and they do really well in Facebook. Um, but they realize that they're exposed to Facebook's algorithm. And um, we, we were talking about this. Um, how, you know, the, the intent of the visitor is what separates um, Google traffic and Facebook traffic. And, and obviously, you know, we call it SEO, but there's for no other reason, but it's really talking about that best practice of producing a great site yeah. index and to get some, some traffic from people who are looking for stuff that you've got. Facebook is different because Facebook is um, is looking for is looking for um, they have an algorithm that decides things that they think that you'll like based on you know your thumbsy thumbsies up <laughs> uh, and and the stuff that your friends like and who you and how old you are and where you live and and all of the other data that Facebook has got on you um, but you're in there looking at your friends' holiday photos. And then you see 
you you weren't going in there to say hey i want to go and look at two cars like racing each other on the streets of, of dubai but you know you end up looking at that video um or at least i did uh but it's like one of these um it's one of these things that the the content is good it's been it's been given up to somebody and then they've absorbed it but it's the other way around whereas in google google have already got your the benefit of your explicit request for information so you're saying this is what i want i want to know you know uh runners stretches you know how how to how to do a proper warm down you type it into google you get some advice that um those sites are indexed because they are you know google's algorithm on their side is set is telling them from your results and and the other people who've come to those similar pages that is the best result but these two ecosystems are coming from different angles and to try and please them both is actually quite hard so to sort of complete my point we're talking to these guys who own a student site they get a ton of traffic i mean you know millions and millions from facebook and they're trying to investigate and say look we've got a big risk here if we suddenly go down the facebook rankings um, how do we how do we figure in google how do we get google love and it is it's just a discipline of um, meta tagging all your pages making sure you got a fast site um you know producing really good top quality content make sure the navigation's good all of these basic things and um it always surprises me uh, tyler and i always send them your your seo advice <laughs> people ask me so i said just go and look at this stuff from tyler um do all that basic stuff because it is just the basics isn't it yeah it's really and you know like a lot of the stuff that you know you're talking about if people want to find it, it's on blog.zoic.com but um most of the stuff that we're talking about it's not trickery it's not like i don't like the term seo because like you said it's like best practice for attracting organic search and it's really all for the most part what we're having people do in these cases is augmenting their existing content so that it improves the quality of what the people coming from facebook or coming from google are looking for and um, essentially all, all we're trying to do is the same thing we're trying to do whenever you're trying to modify the way that ads look or feel on a site is you um, are essentially trying to um, uh, improve bounce rate, time on site, um, uh, page views per visit, all that kind of stuff. Um, but what's interesting to me about what, what you were just saying was, um, you know, this kind of the difference in traffic from Facebook and Google. Um, does that mean that the quality of the traffic is better from Google than Facebook or does it vary because of that intent that Google has? It, it depends on what you're um, measuring. So if you are measuring monetary value, Google is worth more. Google visitors are worth more than Facebook. Now, depends on whether you're on, on desktop or mobile. Um, mobile facebook are actually better at monetizing mobile it, it appears um but when you're talking about the intent of a visitor and how closely they're paying attention to the, to the to what they're doing that is when an advertiser's message will get through and you you're much more likely to get a response so i, I whenever i talk about the value of of your content it's really it's the intent um so uh, I, the example I always give is that is the the cat flushing the toilet uh, on YouTube example where you you know yeah sure I want to see the little paw um, but it's um, 
being mildly interested in something and actually being in really intent on finding out the answer to something, you're in a different state of mind. Um, and so an advertiser's message is going to have a higher impact when you are engrossed. Um, and that's why, I mean, without uh, giving too much away about what we're working on at the moment is is looking at user experience in much more finer detail than just you know the bounce rate the time of site page views per visit we are we're doing a lot of experimentation at the moment to try and reveal this this relationship between engagement and uh, and monetization but engagement and those user experience metrics which is really um, it, it's the bedrock of all of your monetization you get that right you will increase in traffic and you will make more money so it's getting yeah. that right it's it's interesting and to make, try and draw this into something that maybe is is practical for some of the publishers that might be listening i think the takeaway from this is that um you know it's obviously something we've been hyper focused on and it's the crux of the business that you and i are work on, on a daily basis but for everybody your goal should always be to try to individualize or personalize experiences for users as much as possible. So whether this is just tailoring mobile experiences or desktop experiences at a very you know high level of being one thing that you can affect, but it is this idea of being able to change ad experiences, navigation experiences, layouts, content, being able to test and adjust these things um, the best you can to tailor your site to your audience. And I think that is as fundamental and uh, basic as that sounds i think that is a a monumental shift from the way that things have always been done up until maybe this point where you maybe have a site maybe even just on desktop and you look at it and say i think this is going to do the best i think maybe an ad right here i think maybe this caption or this title is going to work the best for x reasons but there's so many great mechanisms now for testing all kinds of things. I mean, there's a billion different tools that are out there. Some are completely free that allow you to A-B test different types of content, different types of images and things like that. And I think that it's really important that users identify um, or web, webmasters identify exactly what those elements are and figure out which ones they can adjust. Um, because like you said, those things not only affect, you know, the important elements of user experience, but those things affect your traffic as well, believe it or not. I mean, there's definitely a correlation between SEO and those things. We see it with the thousands of sites that we have that improve UX metrics. They almost always see an improvement in mobile, uh, mobile and desktop keywords. So um, yeah, I mean, user experience is king. I mean, people say content is king, but it's user experience is king and content yeah, yeah. is the driver behind that. If you want to, if you want to get more traffic, you want to do better that, you're, you're, you're exactly right. And if you're talking about personalization, I mean, the ultimate personalization, when somebody is typing in a keyword that you rank for, that ultimate personalization is to make sure that that content matches the intent of the visitor that has typed in that, that keyword. So they look for a particular keyword, they get it, and then they're getting it and then some from what you are delivering. So, um, it's that's the best personalization now google does half of that personalization for you because it's seen the results of your efforts so far if you can do your part do something better on your side either make the content more engaging um, change the elements on your page do testing any of those things will improve those metrics google the google search engine will see that 
and then reward you. And that's exactly what you're talking about when you get more traffic. Um, but yeah, you've got to start out with the basics. You've got to make sure that uh, all your pages are getting tagged up accordingly. Uh, you're doing your, meta, uh, your metadata correctly um, and that you've got a fast site, it's mobile friendly, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we didn't really set out to talk about SEO, did we? But uh, <laughs> in the mix, everything else. But I think we're we're just about out of time, John. I know um, we we we. I, I always lose track of time whenever we start these things. I'm like, I always look at the clock, and I'm like, when when exactly did we start this thing? And sometimes they're longer than others. So I, I apologize to our listeners that are sometimes like, why are these things sometimes 28 minutes long, sometimes 45 minutes long? It just hey, we just we just talk until we feel like it's not valuable anymore, I guess. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We, and we do appreciate all the all the lessons, guys. You uh, you have been uh, excellent. We are getting a ton of people um, tuning in uh, to each show at the moment. So thanks very much for the referrals. Yeah, I want to encourage everybody to continue to uh, share the show and give us reviews on iTunes. Those things uh, help us a ton in helping us basically make this a regular, regular thing. So, I mean, we, we drop podcasts each week now. And that's because um, we have the listeners and John and I both are busy, but can dedicate the time to do it because of your support. So please continue to support the podcast in every way possible so that we can continue to bring you great content. Yeah. Thank you guys. So th thanks. Um, thanks Tyler. Uh, I'm going to say cheerio now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheerio John, cheerio listeners. Have a good one. Thanks guys.